This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox on Radio Pulpit. I'm doing a study on the centurions in the New Testament. One of the reasons is because many of the Romans believed that there was a spiritual world aside from the normal world in which they lived and, and, and worked. Okay, they, they had to appease their house gods. They had to appease the gods to influence their life in what we call the real world. Today, I don't think that's very often. I think people just ignore the spiritual world. We have so many things around us that we want and things that we refer to and places that we go for information. We don't really spend a lot of time thinking spiritually. So I was looking at the New Testament and these five centurions, one of them today I'm going to talk about, is, uh, talk about the centurion based in Caesarea. Caesarea was a place that was built by Herod the Great for the Romans. That's named after Caesar, okay? So Caesarea was a major army garrison. Uh, it was there cl- sort of close to Jerusalem, not on top of Jerusalem, but within marching distance of Jerusalem. Pontius Pilate lived there. Uh, when he went to Jerusalem, he took a couple of cohorts of soldiers with him, and they stayed in the fort of Antonia, which overlooked the temple courtyard, so they could keep an eye on things. Yet there was a centurion in Caesarea that was a man of faith. The Bible says he, is, he was a de- devout man. He believed in something beyond himself. Okay? So if you have your Bibles, you can... Read with me in Acts chapter uh, Acts chapter 10, and this is what it says. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you're looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and hear what you have to say. So he invited them to be his guests. The next day he arose and went away with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied to him. And on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell to his knees and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, said, Stand up, I am too a man. And as he talked with him, he went and found many people gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. And then Cornelius explains what happened to him. Okay, Cornelius explains how this devout man was appealing to something beyond himself, beyond what he could see, taste, and touch. He was appealing to a spiritual nature. And an angel guided him to send for Peter guided him to send for Peter. You know what that means? Faith is believing in someone or something even when it hasn't proven 
or come true yet. Here's a man who was so devout that he put his life in the hands of God. And God had Peter and sent Peter to the house of Cornelius. Now, if you read this story, you'll understand that, that this wasn't just a simple, this just wasn't a, a simple, come, have tea, let's sit down and discuss the matter. Cornelius was looking for something deeper. He was looking for something that would reflect that would reflect his spiritual journey. He was on a journey of discovery. And aren't we all that? Aren't we all that? Aren't we also a, on a journey of discovery? Every single day we should be on a journey of discovery, discover things about God we didn't know before, or to exercise our faith in our Almighty God for our lives. This is a journey that we're on. You just don't suddenly become a Christian and say, okay, now I'm a Christian, I can sit down and I can just wait for the Lord to come. Okay, we're, we're expecting him any day now, so I'll just park here on the bench uh, on a Sunday morning, and I'll worship, and I'll sing, and I'll pray, and everything like that, and then I'll go home, and I'll just wait for Christ to come. This, this man, Cornelius, you'll see there, he helped the people around him. He was, he was involved in the community. He was trying to do something outside of himself. He was trying to do something to relate to the people who had needs. I'm sure you know people in need. There's a people around you who need things, maybe something as simple as food or a cup of tea or sitting with somebody at somebody's bedside who is sick to pray with them, to read the Bible with them. Those kind of needs, this is what we're here for. You know, if you, if you have lots of resources, use whatever you had for people. Use it for the people, not because you want a reward or you're trying to demand things for them. Well, since I gave you my good jacket, I expect you to come to church with me. We are there to help people regardless of how they feel. They have to see the love of God and the love of Christ in us exercised through our faith. And you'll see there during the visit of Peter that the Holy Spirit fell on the house. The Holy Spirit fell on the house just as it had done in Acts chapter 2. And you read the account in Acts chapter 2, that those 12 in the upper room heard a great, mighty rushing wind, and there appeared to be like tongues of fire on their head, and they could speak different languages, clearly. For those people outside, when they came outside, they were speaking all these different languages to all these people who had gathered, and everyone heard it like they were at home. You know, language can be pretty, pretty difficult. My wife is Russian. She speaks fluent Russian. And she can tell different accents and different ways of other Russians speaking. Oh, they're from the South, or they're from Moscow, or they're from so-and-so. Of course, Russian to me is just a, <laughs> I can't understand very much of it. But you must understand that language has its own peculiarities. And when the disciples came out and spoke to the crowd on that first day of Pentecost, everybody heard the their own language as if they were home. The same thing happened in the house of Cornelius that after the Holy Spirit fell on them, they were also speaking these different languages. It was a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Then afterwards, it says, the, the book of Acts says, then, then they were all baptized. Okay? You must understand, being religious doesn't make you part of the kingdom. 
We have this idea that, okay, well, I'm not going to eat meat this week. I'm going to sacrifice this. I'm going to fast because this is what I'm, I'm giving this up for God. Well, in my mind, wasn't the sacrifice of Christ enough of a sacrifice for your salvation? Or do you have to continually do these little rituals and these religious, and these religious acts so that you can prove something? Either you have faith, either you're looking beyond yourself to bring the love of Christ to someone who doesn't have it, or to bring relief and comfort to people who are in need. Either you're doing that, or you might as well just go and live in a monastery. Just cut yourself off from the world and keep doing these rituals. Being religious doesn't, isn't necessarily going to save you. Okay, Faith in Christ recognizing who Jesus lives and the change of hearts and lives in yourself and your household, walking in faith, actively walking in faith, not just saying, well, I have faith in God. I'm sure if I go out in the street right now and I talk to people and say, do you believe in God? I think almost everybody will say, yes, I believe in God. So what's the difference? The difference is how you serve our God, how you see the world, through God's eyes. How you see the world through the eyes of a man called Cornelius, a man who was devout, a man who was seeking something beyond himself, a man who was on a spiritual journey that was fulfilled through the power of the Holy Spirit and the preaching of the Apostle Peter. I hope that in your life today that you will seek the same thing, You'll seek things beyond yourself, that you'll continue your journey of faith and trust and hope in Christ. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.